Hello, I'm Peter Goodwin with the latest from the Barcelona meeting of the EORTC NCI AACR Symposium on Molecular Targets and Cancer Therapeutics. The MYC gene has been a potential target on tumour cells, but one that hasn't easily succumbed to treatments with drugs. I asked Elena Garada from Spain, the author of a new paper on MYC presented in Barcelona, what her group found out about MYC that shows that maybe it can be drugged. MYC has been considered undruggable for many years due to several reasons. One is that uh, really it's a transcription factor, so it works in the nucleus, so you need to get drugs to the nucleus, which is difficult. Other, it's being a transcription factor, it's really unstable in its structure, so you really don't have pockets where you can bind the drug to inhibit an enzymatic enzyme. You don't have ATP binding pockets for, for drugs, so this also, from a chemical perspective, makes it difficult to drug. And then also, from a mechanistic perspective, it's so involved in so many processes that there was a fear that drugs that target me could be very toxic. So this has been a reality for, for many years, but the Nimbaldebron Laura Sotek has been working on MIG for over 25 years uh, to, strap, to, to develop these mini proteins that have the property to bind to MIG and inhibit its function. Now, you've got a mini protein. It's actually what's called a pan-MIG inhibitor. What does that mean and where did it come from? So um, there's uh, at least four members in the MIC family. Um, and so um, it's also part of the difficulties is if you inhibit one MIC or another type of MIC. Um, so the, the idea with this pan-MIC inhibitor is that you're inhibiting all of the interactions. So it really comes from many years of work of, of in the lab of Laura to develop this mini protein that could actually be specific for all, for all of them. Right, and what did you do in the study then? Because you've now been looking at patients. There were promising results from mice before. What have you been doing? Exactly. So we've just finished the dose escalation part of the phase one. So this was a study where we were including patients that had all solid tumors, progressed to standard uh, therapy, so they didn't have any more options of treatment, still have a good performance status. And we included them uh, in escalating doses of of Omomic that was given weekly intravenously. And um, so we explored seven doses of, of the drug. Um, and I think one of the key things is one that the toxicity profile was good. So one of the fears that was inhibiting MIC had uh, terrible toxicities. And we've shown that this is not the case, which I think this is already uh, excellent news. Now, and then we've also uh, been able in the study to, to have some paired biopsies on patients. So patients would get a biopsy on the tumor before they got the drug. And then after some time of, of treatment on the drug, and we really see how mixed signatures are shutting down when they are exposed to, to the treatment. Right. Now, you've got um, um, favorable, in fact, what was in, on one account called excellent uh, safety. That's pretty promising. Uh, and, and although this obviously isn't an efficacy study, you got some efficacy. Could you give me some of those details? Because one stands out. There was something about pancreatic cancer, wasn't there? Yes, exactly. So we actually had 17 available patients for, for efficacy. Um, I, I think it's we had eight uh, patients that had stabilization. I think the case of the pancreatic cancer is particularly remarkable because it's true that he's been on treatment for more than six months um, when he had progressed quickly to the prior therapy. 
but also we see some kind of tumor shrinkage, not reaching partial response, but there, are, there is a, some tumor shrinkage and there's a reduction in the cell-free DNA of the, of the patient uh, at baseline and on treatment. So talking about biological activity on, on the drug of this patient. Would you say that this has potentially opened the door for targeting MYC and using uh, a MYC inhibitor in solid tumor therapy? So I think it really shows that MYC can be targeted. I think there's still a lot of questions that remain about who are the patients that are going to benefit of this, because it's true that MYC is dysregulated in at least 70% of cancers, but what level of MYC dysregulation do you need for targeting MYC in an effective way and causing a response? And if this is going to be monotherapy or if it's going to be combinations of drugs, chemotherapy or other targeted drugs more in the in the dealing with resistance mechanisms. I think these are questions that we still need to answer. But yeah, it, it opens the door uh, to, to make inhibition. And your agent, OMO, uh, OMO103, is actually a mini protein. Where does that position it in terms of other molecules that are used so, for treating cancer? I think it, it gives good properties uh, to actually reach where it needs to be reached. It's true that it needs to be, uh, because of, uh, it needs to be due to its short heart, half-life given more in a weekly basis but it's true that we also show in the study that intratumoral we have a longer half-life so this is also positive for PD effect but it's true that um, given where MIC works you really need to have a molecule that that reaches there. Mm. And the collection, the availability of different targeted therapies seems to be growing by the well by the week maybe almost. Where does this fit in and uh, in comparison with other precision medicine therapies? So it, it's just that the size of the protein, it, it's really much smaller, but you would be talking uh, more in, in the, that kind of, of drug, but in, it's just a matter of, of the size of the protein. And when you're looking at targeted therapies, there are, on the one hand, specific molecules that are targeted, but on the other hand, there's the immunotherapy. How does your targeted therapy fit in with the other immunotherapies? And of course, good old chemotherapy. Well, I think that's uh, that's one of the key questions that we need to answer. There, there is um, nice preclinical evidence that this could be synergistic with chemotherapy. And in fact, it has been presented in this meeting uh, also uh, by Laura Sothek's team. And the immune therapy, MIC, is also regulating uh, immune infiltration. So the possibility of a combination with the checkpoint inhibitors could be uh, really an idea to at least check preclinically if it makes sense. But I think uh, it's still early days to to know uh, the sense for that combination, but at least in this regard, it, it does make sense. But very interesting, and the toxicity findings seem to be a bit reassuring, don't they? Yeah, I think that's key, in, because it's true that sometimes we're talking about combinations, but combinations of two toxic agents, it's, it's very challenging to do in the clinic, and that's why... We don't have, in fact, so many combinations of targeted agents in the clinic because they are challenging to manage. Mm. Even all the combinations that we are seeing of IO and targeted, the, the reality is it's challenging to combine therapies because of toxicity. So having a good safety profile, it's certainly a, a very good start to think about combinations. Okay. Now, obviously, this is phase one, so there's no uh, question of recommending any treatment changes, but... What do you think cancer doctors around the world should be thinking about the availability of a, a MIC targeting agent now? Well, I think, um, and I am a phase one physician, so I am I am biased of the value of phase one, but I really think what we need to think is that we are having each time drugs that are 
targeting things that before we considered on drugs. So I, I think it's more of a positive general feeling that we're expanding boundaries and that we need to keep our minds open and that what's considered non-targeted now, undruggable now, it would be targeted or druggable in, 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 in some time. There's still a lot of questions that I think need to be answered before uh, knowing the real value of this in patients and how it's, it's, it's to be given. So definitely no treatment changes, definitely not something to be uh, thinking about now if you have treatment that it's working. But I think it's just um, good to know that the field is moving and that we are developing new drugs. Now, you've just been presenting at the Barcelona conference. What is the take-home message that you'd leave doctors and even scientists with at this point then? That we have a drug, a mini protein that for the first time has managed to complete the phase one study for a MIC inhibitor. So I think this is extremely positive that we can target it without really having that fearful toxicities that we were afraid of and that we still need to determine which is the going to be the best way and best partner to administer in order to get the maximum efficacy of this kind of compounds. Elena, thank you very much indeed. That was Elena Garalda, head of the Early Drug Development Unit at Valdebron University Hospital in Barcelona. I'm Peter Goodwin.